ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. That's right, everybody. Welcome back once again to another edition of the Best Seat House Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rob Kramer, joined by my co-host, Daniel Bobo Curlin. And, uh, Dan, how you doing today, buddy? Yeah, doing well today. Of course, unfortunately, the last couple of days, a tragedy had struck as we lost the great Pat from Anaki, who one of my fellow ONA uh, cat, I guess, supporting cast members... Great, yeah. great guy. If you, I could tell you any if if you were to ever if you had ever met him, he was a great guy in person. He just always had this cheerfulness about him, and he just and sometimes he just had that little right amount of little Peter Griffin kind of goofiness that always yeah. brought some. Pat was hilarious. One of the uh, you know he he had such a dry sense of humor, uh, but he was just so funny and well timed. Uh, competitive eater, you know. This is a guy that that competed in a lot of these different, um, you know, eating contests, and and was a uh, very renowned at it too. Actually, TMZ even uh, covered uh, his his passing when it was announced earlier this week. And uh, you know, just a, a great guy, well known for his, uh, uh, you know, like you said on the Opie and Anthony as well, uh, the Opie and Anthony show. And uh, boy, I, I was just watching. Um, on YouTube, a clip of Bill Burr and Joe Rogan reminiscing about one of the famous moments that they were both in studio for that day, which was, I'm sure you remember, Dan, the baby bird, <laughs> where uh, if if you'd like to explain, Pat made himself famous on the Opie and Anthony show. Yep, that's right. The baby bird. I remember hearing this one when it, when it happened, it Basically, after after an eggnog drinking contest, uh, Pat kind kind of regurgitated that into 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 then intern Pat Duffy's uh mouth. After that, hence it was called hence the name. It was called Baby Bird, <laughs> and the video is up on YouTube. You could watch you could watch this classic ONA moment and. It's still one of the moments I have to listen to every year around Christmas time. I try to, I'll sometimes listen to some old Christmas themed bits, and that's one of them I definitely have to listen to, of course. Yeah, and, no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. I I remember being in my car listening to that <laughs> when that was going on at my job at the time, and uh, it, it was just one of those uh, moments where you just could not turn the radio off. It was just hilarious. Um, you know, and uh, hey, just uh, God bless Pat, man. Rest in peace, my friend. He was a great dude. I actually never got to meet him, unfortunately. But uh, just a, uh, a a terrific guy from all that I've seen and everybody that spoke about him. And uh, yeah, just uh, ho- hope he's resting in peace, right, Dan? Yep, exactly. I still, I still remember. I still remember a funny memory when I went with the group of some people that in the. In the little inner circles that we went to a go-kart track and I thought it was funny. It wasn't accidentally, but I sort of got, so we sort of both spun out. I was like, I think I was trying to make a pass on Pat. And, uh, and I remember, I just thought it was funny and he kind of knew I was joking around when I was pretending to be like some, some, you know, some driver that crashed. I was, you know, pretended to have something at the race. We got, I kind of fake getting into, I faked, I faked getting into an argument with him because I thought it'd be funny, and he went along with it. I, I remember <laughs> you. Uh, you tried to pull a Bubba Wallace on him, right? I, I don't know. Was that it was? I forgot. I forgot how to describe it. But it's just, it's some moments I've seen many. I, it's moments I've seen many times that sometimes happens at a NASCAR race. Sometimes, if one driver causes another crash, sometimes you get, you know, you get old temples players. And I just thought it was funny. To just uh to fake that, you know, just be a little silly, and he seemed to he seemed to get a laugh out of it. <laughs> Very funny, man. That guy had a great sense of humor, and um, yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, since we we mentioned the baby bird, I will 
include that in a link, um, uh, you know, in the description of this video. So if you're interested, if if you're an old ONA fan and you want to reminisce and uh, look at uh, a, a great moment in time, check that out. And if you're a, a new fan or just a fan of ours who who hasn't heard that that yet, please do yourself a favor and check that out. Very, very funny. And um, so, you know, unfortunately, as we uh, as we move on here, uh, we, we got a lot to cover today, Dan. There uh, There is a lot of news going on. Uh, and, and actually, as we're recording this right now, the uh, New York Rangers are wrapping up the first period in Ottawa as they lead one nothing. We'll get to them a little bit later on because I'm sure the Rangers are on your shit list right now just as much as they are mine. So we're going to have to dig into them in a little bit. But let's start off with our football teams. And obviously, you know, I got my green and white on. I'm all jacked up about Mike White. We'll get to that in a second. Let's start with your New York football Giants, my friend, as they played on Thanksgiving. Uh, and, you know, before we even get into that, how was your Thanksgiving, Dan? Well, the food was good, at least. The game, not so much, unfortunately. It was just like, I just felt there was no I just felt there was no defense, so many squandered opportunities. I mean, there, there, there was an easy fourth and like one that was that 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 was such an easy that could have that that a Shaquan Barkley could have just tiptoed into. It it was just like, oh, really? I just feel bad. I knew, I know, I know someone. I know someone who's a Giants fan in a in a Texas who went to the game that. Oh my God, he must have been upset. It must have been a letdown for him. The one time every year, because the Giants are in the same division as the Cowboys, he takes advantage of it and goes every year, ever mm -hmm. since he's moved. And he just had to win this such a horrible thing. The one time he gets to see his team every year. And uh, I just felt bad. And oh, like, I, I, I don't know. I think I may have, I may, I may have, I may have thrown a, maybe a, Maybe maybe a jet. I don't know. It's, it's amazing I didn't throw my glass of Jack and Coke at TV. Coke <laughs> during that game because the Thanksgiving. So I had I had a little Jack and Coke during the game. Why not? Why not? Might as well kick back and have a and have a couple of Jack and Cokes. Watch your yep. team play. Yep, exactly. I had the I had the and I even had the little I had the table set up. You know, like the tray like thing. Yeah, because because the food was ready around that time, so I had the I had the that table set up, you know, like the I don't know, it's like a table, like a fold out table mm -hmm. that I pause it, set it up in front of the TV, and uh, I was uh, eating my Thanksgiving dinner while I was watching a watching a Giants game, and unfortunately, <laughs> didn't go well. The one. The one rare time that I I actually have rooting interest in one of the Thanksgiving games, and it didn't go well. <laughs> well, and, un unfortunately, it didn't. But look, you, 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 I, the Giants had a bad second half in that game, right? But they had a pretty good first half. They were up thirteen to six. They were looking pretty good. Uh, the defense was hanging in there. You are right in the second half of the game. The Cowboys' offense just dominated the uh, the Giants' defense as um, you know they ended up putting the uh, final nail in the coffin of the twenty eight twenty Dallas Cowboys victory. Um, so you know, like I said, it was fourteen to six. Uh, it was thirteen to six at halftime. So the Giants got outscored what twenty two to seven in the second half. So it was a rough, rough second half. But you know the the Cowboys. You knew they were going to be coming in uh, very motivated. The Giants were so banged up. I mean, look at that Giant team, too. Uh, they had so many injuries. They had so many things to deal with. They were down about two or three guys on the offensive line. You know, uh, a couple of receivers were out. You know, uh, they had so many guys that they would normally be counting on that just that just weren't there in that game. And it, it just stinks that it, it broke out that way for the Giants. But I will say that the Giants still saved face. The The Minnesota Vikings, who are supposedly one of the best teams in the in the NFC, 
got blown out at home 40 to three by this same team in Minnesota. So I, I think we should recognize that although I completely understand that, you know, you being upset with the less than perfect performance the Giants gave, there are a lot of good things to take out of that game. You know, Daniel Jones not making the big mistake again. Um, Sa- Saquon Barkley is still healthy, which is a good thing. You know, you're getting some guys back next week and the Giants were still able to be within a score of the Cowboys. And not only that, they covered it. I mean, if you bet on the Giants, the Giants covered in that game. So, it, I mean, it, it's not all bad, but I, I and here I am. I'm, I'm trying to put a good spin on it. But uh, it, do, do you take anything from what I'm saying, Dan? Or are you still just, you know. A lot of good to take out of the game. At the same time, it just hurts losing to the Cowboys, especially to see sometimes when they deal with all those Cowboys fans in New York. Sometimes, I'm not sure how a lot of them. Not sure how that happened, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's called front runners. That's a few those. But a, so that 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 made that that made it hurt even more. Trust me, there's a trust me, there's a there, there's there's one or two at my job. So it's like so so that one hurt. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like I totally get it, man. I told because for for you guys losing two to the Cowboys, you know, it's like the Jets losing two to the Patriots. You know, I could have cut that game no matter however way I I wanted it to. The bottom line is, if the Jets lost that game, you're going to be very disappointed. And just like you, when the the, the Giants lost to the Cowboys, you're going to be very disappointed about it. Yeah, and it's like I felt like that whole Thanksgiving weekend didn't go well. For one thing, uh, that that. Uh, I had two other big events I was watching that weekend. I had the, of course, yeah, I had the I had the Rangers on Saturday, the game that was on Saturday that weekend, and of course, of course, Friday the U.S. was playing against England at the World Cup. So that that game that game ended in a tie, pretty much. That's all I could say about that game. But that's that that's still that still doesn't go to full story because because we do because we all we all know that the U.S. did beat 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 Iran one nothing and advance to the next round of the World Cup, as we know. And, but also the. The, the Rangers game on Saturday, that game felt like we were going to win this. I was like, somewhere in the middle of the third period, we got this. And I had never seen such a such a collapse. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get into the Rangers in a little bit because I'm still digesting the garbage that they gave us for the last couple of games. Um, but you know what? You actually mentioned the the World Cup, and let's spend a minute on that real quick. Um, have have you found yourself getting into the World Cup? I mean, I'm not really a big soccer fan, but you know, I, I I've been taking a peek at it a little bit. How about you? I do watch when the U.S. is playing, and uh, so I was watching all three games that they were playing so far, and uh, so so I was I was stoked about that win in the in the, in the afternoon. The U.S. advancing to the next round. That was a little science. Probably the World Cup is a rare time I'm watching soccer when the U.S. is pl- when the U.S. is playing. I'm uh I'm doing my patriotic du- duty and watching my country's <laughs> team. Uh, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully, go on route to uh to to uh to a victory, which I have to say would kind of be nice. Even though I imagine because, well, for one thing, it doesn't it feel weird the World Cup happening during a during a during close to like somewhere late fall early winter, yeah, rather than during the summer because, but from what I gather, the reason it was scheduled is because, from what I heard, Qatar Qatar I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the country's name right, has two really two seasons, hot, and really hot, and during the summer, apparently over there it's really hot. So during this time of year, it was more hot. So. I guess they figured it'd be it'd be too much to have the game played in like really hot, so they figured that played in hot. Yeah, just a, a another reason for what for what for what I know. What's that, Dan? You uh, froze up there for a sec. But from what I gather, that that's why because the weather. Cause, yeah, because a little bit less hot. hot during, yeah, during uh, during this. Yep. Year Just, yeah, year over there. Of course, all the stadiums. I wonder how that affects bathroom lines because 
I know for sure when I go to a Met game, sometimes the reason the bed, especially on a packed day, that the bathroom lines could be long. You know, maybe a lot of fans were drinking a couple of beers, and I think. Told me you don't own beer, you borrow it. So I wonder how that affects the bath. How it affected the bathroom lines of the World Cup running short, are shorter. The bathroom lines of the World Cup. Yeah, no, you're, that's you're there, you froze. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, man. It, yeah, you, you froze up for a minute, but but I could hear you, and and you're back now. So we're all good. Um, so yeah, you're 100 right, and that's another reason too why Qatar, Qatar, however you want to say their name. They should never have been given a World Cup in the first place. It's a joke that the World Cup's even over there right now, especially with all, uh, you know, the human rights stuff going on over there. And, um, you know, they have uh, just um, they, they they also backed out of selling alcohol at the last second, which uh, would be very annoying if you had planned on going to Qatar for this uh, this World Cup, which I don't understand why you would in the first place. But um the uh, you know, it, it's been very interesting too watching this. Uh, you know, it's it's a shame, too, that they stick it in November. I feel like the, the World Cup would be getting a lot more play if it, it was, you know, like you mentioned during the normal time over the summer, which would normally be in June into the, the early weeks of uh, July. But now we're sitting here in just about uh, Christmas time talking about the World Cup, which is weird. But uh, hey, I mean, I guess that's what it is. And hey, if if the if the U.S. goes deep, this is going to be big for U.S. soccer, right? I mean, you know, that, our our generation doesn't really care, but this will help the younger generation. Yeah, that that'll be big. And I, I of course, I have to say, if we somehow pulled off the the big big thing of all things by winning the whole thing, that that's got to be what that would be one one very freezing cold parade down at Canyon of Heroes. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty sure they would do a parade down to Canyon of Heroes if we won the whole thing. They definitely would. You're right about that. And they'll be breaking out some parkas if that's the case. So, uh, yeah, you know, hey, good good luck to the uh, the U.S. men's team over there. They start up again, um, I think, on Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning they're playing. Um, so that's going to be the uh, the next time they play. So, hey, let's get the uh, U.S. going and uh, – and and hey, this is the couple of minutes we just spent talking about this is more than I ever thought we'd spent talking about soccer on this show. So hey, we're we're broadening our horizons a little bit. But in now that we got that out of the way, back to talking a, a, a little football before we wrap up that now. As uh, I do want to talk about my Jets, man. I am I am very very excited about the Jets. Um, you know they end up. Naming Mike White the uh, starting quarterback last Wednesday, and you know th- there were there were people that were behind it. There were people that that didn't like it. You know, uh, Mike White. I felt I've said on this show that I thought he should have started the season when Zach got hurt. You know, instead of Joe Flacco, I, I thought that Mike White just had a higher upside. And uh, and look now here we are, the end of November. And for all intents and purposes, Mike White is the Jets' starting quarterback, you know, until further notice. The Jets go out on Sunday. They beat the Chicago Bears 31-10. to Mike White goes 22 for 28, three touchdowns, no picks, 91 QBR, which I'm not big on QBR, but it's one of the highest the Jets have ever had <laughs> for a game. I mean, hey, it's a, it, it's just a really, really – awesome thing that's going on right now at the Jets. And uh, what, what are you thinking about it, Dan? What did you think when you saw Mike White's stats and how he looked on Sunday? He he looked good. This was just maybe one little sampling, but he looked good. And I feel as long as he's a, they keep winning. I say ride, ride with the hot hand. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it, man. I totally agree with you. And you know, the scary thing is, that I've heard a lot of Jet fans, like even going into the game on Sunday, I heard Jet fans that were rooting against the Jets going into that game because they wanted Zach Wilson to play. It's like, are you a Zach Wilson fan or are you a Jets fan? I don't understand fans that think that way. 
You know, it's like these these guys, they get all obsessed like they're playing a game of Madden. You know, I heard people today on WFAN and for the last couple of days talking about Mike White, the fact that he's a free agent after this year. Guys, the guy has started one game this year. He started like three games or four games in his career. You know, I'm very excited about Mike White right now. I think Mike White should be given this chance and he earned it. But I mean, let's just take one game at a time. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not thinking about Mike White going to free agency, you know, like he's Jacob DeGrom or Aaron Judge. I'm not thinking about Mike White. Ooh, he's he's uh messing with Zach Wilson's development. You know what I'm I I, I worry about Mike Wilson messing with our wins and loss record. I want to win. Uh, the Jets are seven and four right now. Do you know what I want after this this game against Minnesota? I want the Jets to be eight and four. <laughs> I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care what the deal is. I don't. I, I don't care if I'm right. I don't care if I'm wrong. I just want the Jets to win. It's been a long time since my Jets and and your Giants were we're both sitting at seven and four right now, and you know, I I, I just don't understand these fans that want to think about everything but what's in front of us. The the Jets are seven. Let's just concentrate on getting to eight and four. Mike White now is going to be the Jet quarterback until he has a couple of bad games or gets hurt or whatever. But while he's this quarterback and while he's playing good, let's just ride it. Right, Dan? Yeah, exactly. Right the, right the hot hand. Yeah, oh, sorry, I... I, I threw it over to you at the worst time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I just don't understand. I, I see these, these, these fans that they get all wrapped up in, in everything about what we see, you know, except what we see on the field. And the fact of the matter is that Mike white yesterday had a better game than we've ever seen Zach Wilson have in his entire career at, at any point, you know, we, at the game that Mike white had yesterday, not even counting, the game he had last year against Cincinnati is one of the best games that we've had the, the Jets, uh, you know, at quarterback since Ryan Fitzpatrick left, you know, and that was seven years ago. So I, I, I'm not getting wrapped up in anything. I just want to win. I want to beat the Vikings and that's it. Right, man. Exactly. Get, get this W and keep keep going right on hand. Who knows where it can go? Exactly, exactly. And you know the the Jets get um the next two games. These are most likely. I mean, unless he gets hurt on uh Sunday, which God forbid. But uh, you know, it these next two games, we're really gonna see what Mike White's got. It's gonna be Minnesota this week and Buffalo the week after in Buffalo. So obviously we just saw the snowstorm they had up there last week or whatever it was a week and a half ago. So the the Jets are going to be walking into, you know, a hornet's nest up there. That that Buffalo place cannot be fun to play. Especially I you know, I remember the Jets playing the last week of the season up there last year and man, they were getting their teeth kicked in. It was not fun to watch. And Buffalo's got a good team. So the Jets got to watch out. Their defense has to play good. And you know, one other thing too that there's a a rumor going around and I don't know if it's true because I, I really didn't uh, – I don't remember Josh Allen really airing the ball out too much on Thanksgiving in their game against the uh, uh, Detroit Lions that they just barely won. But there's a lot of word going around right now that Josh Allen can't throw the ball more than 25 yards, and that's that's because of the injury he suffered at the end of that 20-17 to loss against the Jets at the Meadowlands or, you know, whatever, at, at, at MetLife. A couple of weeks ago. So that is another interesting little nugget that you have to remember that maybe Josh Allen, you know, is, is a little banged up here and that could really, really work in the uh, Jets favor, right? Yeah, I could. This game might be, I I have to say, it might have to pull a, 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 a little gene here, but I think it might have to bet some money on the Jets for this game. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, I mean, you know, they, they're going to and the thing about this it, it about the betting on them, too, is if you put money on them this weekend against um, Minnesota, they're going to be 
I think they're three and a half point road underdogs right now. So you'd be getting some good odds on them. And you know that next week going into Buffalo, they're going to be road underdogs too. So, hey, if, if the Jets could, if you put money on both those games and the Jets pull out one of them, you should be able to walk away with some, uh, with a couple of extra bucks in your pocket, right? Yeah, maybe a couple of little, little extra pocket money. Maybe you want it. You know, you know, maybe if you bet and you won, you could probably maybe get some if you can find a PS five, get a yeah. PS you know, someone that you know you know you know wants a PS five. You want that money, you could probably get it. If you can find one, because I hear those things are a hot commodity. I'm waiting I'm kinda waiting a little bit myself for the price to drop down on one of those. But eventually I'll get a PS five, but right now I'm just waiting for the price to drop down on those because I've never yeah. cost this much in my life, like I remember maybe the most I remember paying like I remember my high school days like paying forty bucks for a PlayStation game, something like that. I remember the Metal Gear Solid paying like forty something. I think forty five. Remember correctly back then. Yeah, yeah, it's true, man. I mean, so the uh, you know these uh, video games too coming out, they they definitely are as you said hot commodities around this time of year. So hey, maybe you could get uh, you know little extra pocket change and put it on the uh, jets and pick up uh one for yourself um you know hey for for everything else man i mean right now uh for your giants as, as we wrap up the uh, new york football talk over here um i i, I just want to talk about their next game real quick is they're playing the commanders next week um you know the the commanders are are a tough tough team right now they're playing better under tyler heineke um the giants are actually underdogs in this game which very very much surprises me especially with how well the giants have played uh so far this season what do you think dan do you think that's that's disrespect to the giants that that they're i, I believe three point underdogs exactly i kind of feel this game feel i feel like this game is more winnable against the commanders which i've had to Still getting a little used to saying that, calling them the Commanders, but... Yeah, it's true. I, I've heard people even call them the Commodores, and it's like, no, it's the Commanders. Even though it's still the Redskins, but, you know, whatever. I know someone that's a that's a, that's a a Redskins fan that I almost found it hilarious, the fact that he has to get new merchandise now. <laughs> you, you know, like, I, I was secretly thinking how funny would it be if they just changed the team colors and stuff, like... Really cool to make him have to get new merchandise because I I swear I know somebody that he he paint he painted one of his I think he painted his like a his like where his sort of office in town said he painted it to go like so I just thought it would have been funny to have seen him have to go through this whole trouble of uh, getting new <laughs> merchandise. I also I also have to say, I also have to say I wonder. How much that affects if anyone, any fans got any tattoos, if they need to change any tattoos. I don't know how that works. That's a good point, too. I'm sure there's a couple of them that had to alter that tattoo. But to be honest, actually, the the real diehard uh, Washington fans, whatever you want to call them, that I've seen, they, they really haven't even acknowledged that name change. I mean, I guess they kind of had to. But for all intents and purposes, I, I think they still just refer to them as the Redskins. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I'm pretty much sure they're there in full on uh, shirts and stuff with that logo on it. Just like yeah. I see plenty of people I know. Just just like I have some, I know some friends in Cleveland, and they still call me Indians. Yeah, that's exactly exactly. You're 100 right about that. Um, yeah. So you know, hey, uh, big test for the Giants and a chance to uh, shove the uh, you know that that three point underdog line right down. Uh, Vegas and the bookies throats if they could uh, get get that up and and I think the Giants will I I think the Giants should beat uh, Washington just like I I you know I I feel really good about the Jets going into Minnesota too I mean um, I don't feel as good as I do about the Giants going against uh, Washington I think that uh, you know the Jets are going to be you know in in a real tight game against a real good team so hey we're we're gonna see. What our two teams are made of? Can the Giants take this slight, or or at least a perceived slight, against them, um, and and come out on top? And 
can the Jets go in against uh, a team? You know, uh, the, the Jets have taken a lot of flack this year because they've beaten a lot of backup quarterbacks. Well, by the way, everybody wants to fall all over the Dolphins. Look, t- take a look at the Dolphins schedule and tell me who the Dolphins have beat that the Jets didn't. So let's let's start right there. But also, um, this is the Jets' chance to shut people up too now. You know, Kirk Cousins is a, is a good NFL quarterback. He's not going to be one of these backups that the Jets have played. So Sauce and, and this defense and Mosley and all these guys need to go out there and shut them down. All right, now we got the football talk out of the way. Let's jump right back in to some uh, hockey talk. We'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with a little uh, free agency talk with the baseball since nothing really is going on right now, uh, baseball-wise. But uh, hockey-wise, man, we got a lot to to bitch about, really. <laughs> As our New York Rangers right now are just not looking too good. They're trying to avoid their third consecutive loss tonight. Um just blowing leads, man. I mean, as you as you mentioned it before, I mean, look, the, the game against Edmonton, they go into the third period leading 3 nothing. 20 minutes later, it's a 4-3 loss. You know, even against Anaheim earlier that week, Rangers go out there. Just crap, crap. They, I mean, they, they didn't blow a big lead like they did Saturday against Edmonton or Monday against the Devils. So actually, I'm sorry. This would be the fourth consecutive loss if the Rangers lost today. But, uh, you know, that, that game against the Devils yesterday, man, was everything bad that we've seen about this team wrapped up into, into one period, really, almost. But it was a game. You know, they, the Rangers go out there. Um, a minute or two into the game, they score a great goal. Great look from Filipino hitting... Artemi Panarin in stride, scores the goal, boom. It's looking great. The Rangers came out flying against the Devils, you know, Metropolitan Division rival, you know, going back years against this Devils team. They get the one nothing lead. Then Mika comes out, scores the next goal, Rangers up 2 nothing, And from that point on, it was all downhill. Just complete garbage. Um, the, the Rangers just did not look confident with the puck. They were they were terrible. Uh, you know, Shesterkin is going out there and putting a lot of the pressure on himself. Look, has Shesterkin been as good as he as he was last year? No, but he also hasn't been terrible. Uh, it, not nearly as bad as this team has looked in front of him. So, what do you think, Dan? What has been your impression from these blown games? I just feel the defense has not been uh, has been faltering too much every time. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's not really more Sisterkin's fault, but there's been horrible defense behind them. Yep. And they've been getting, I mean, they've been just uh, what, causing too many turnovers and uh, everything on their defensive zone. And it's been uh, that, that game on Saturday, I just like lost my mind. <laughs> then, uh, then, uh, then um, I believe it was Monday. I was like, oh my god, it's like, oh, there may have been a bit of cursing going on for the living room, let's put it this way, I mean, plus that it got annoyed by seeing every Devils fan I know freaking laugh at me. Yeah, so. which, which, by the way, Devils fan, enjoy laughing, because it's not going to last long, A, and B, we, we've been laughing at you for the last 10 years, so thanks. Dan, I'm telling you right now, I agree, it, it was it, it was terrible. Um, and you hit the nail on the head with the defense. Um, you know, look, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy. Uh, he, he wasn't my choice for captain as we discussed, but he was a, you know, a decent choice. The team was behind it, obviously in Jacob Truba. But one thing I will say about Jacob Truba is he's having a bad year so far. So far, 20-plus games into the season, Jacob Truba does not look anything like the player that we saw for a full season plus the playoff run last year. I think maybe he's still banged up. You know, I, I, I'm i pretty sure that, that he had surgery or something like that after that run. So maybe he's still healing up. I don't know. But 
this season that we're seeing out of Jacob Truba is is much more reminiscent to the Jacob Truba that we saw in his first season in New York, which was also not a good year. So, I mean, the the first year out of COVID, Truba was looking good again. He was looking like prime Truba. Last year, that was incredible from start to finish his year. Jacob Truba was awesome. This year, 20-plus games in this season, I'm not a fan. What do you think about our new captain so far? Do you agree? Yeah, he has to He's been a letdown so far. It's been like, oh God, please, Rangers, don't put me in a situation where it gets so bad that in a, in in this in January I'm counting a days to baseball season. <laughs> I I don't think it's going to get that bad. I I think that the Rangers are going to figure it out. But what I also think is that they're they're going to have to they they're going to have to do some work on this roster because I don't think Chris Drury. Uh, you know, there were some bad decisions that Chris Drury made. One of them, and look, he's playing okay tonight. He's not the full reason for why they've played bad so far. But I'm not a fan of Yaroslav Halak as the backup goalie. Um, he lets in too many soft goals. He's 37 years old. Uh, I I don't trust him. So you know, in a big spot right now, the Rangers are are up one nothing with 12 minutes left in a. Uh, in the second period in this game, I don't have any faith that the Rangers are going to win this game, you know, one nothing, or that he's going to shut out the the the, the Senators. Uh, I'm waiting for the rug to be pulled out from underneath us with this guy in net. You know, uh, I'm I'm not a fan of Ryan Carpenter on on the fourth line. Okay, he wins faceoffs, which the Rangers needed. But what the Rangers also need is a guy like Tyler Mott, who they couldn't sign in the off season, who, by the way, they're playing tonight in, in, in Edmonton, uh, in, uh, in, um, Ottawa. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you know, he, they're playing him tonight in Ottawa because they didn't have any cap room to sign him because they decided to extend Ryan Reeves last year too. So that didn't work out. You know, I still don't understand why they extended Ryan Reeves last year. They gave him the extension and then traded him anyway, because he, he was scratched for most earlier this year which, you know, I don't necessarily think that was a great decision, but, you know, Julian Gauthier has been playing better. I don't know. Everything just seems to be going against the Rangers right now. What do you think? Is there is there one little remedy that, that you can think of that, that will help this team, or is there a player that you would like to plug in or, or anything along those lines? I'm not sure. It's a little too early to tell. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's like you said, it is only 20-plus games in the year, so we're only about a quarter of the way through. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, right right now there are uh, there are a few things that I'm not happy with on this Rangers team. You know, like, a, you know, Libor Hayek and, and uh, Zach Jones, too. The Rangers got to figure something out because right now, e- even today, Jacob Truba was starting on the third pair. So, you know, you you got to remember, too. So that means you you have your top four of Fox and Lindgren, like always. Then Schneider is being paired up with Keandre Miller. Bless you. Sorry about that. So, you know, you got Schneider and Keandre Miller. And uh, then they had uh, Zach Jones, who's back in the lineup tonight, paired with Jacob Truba on the third pair. Your $8 million captain... Being on the third pair is a little worrisome to begin with, but you know, sticking him with Zach Jones, I, and and it's you know, it's nothing against Zach Jones, as nothing against Libor Hayek. If this was two years ago, you know, I'd have no problem with those guys in the lineup figuring things out in the NHL. They're still young. They're still trying to, you know, see what type of players they are. The Rangers don't need that now. What the Rangers need. And by the way, the Rangers just scored to go up two nothing. Uh, yeah. Looks like that goal came from Barclay Goodrow. So very nice about that. Uh, as uh, Rangers take a two nothing lead up in Ottawa, and uh, you know, so hey, maybe this is the beginning of a turnaround. Maybe Yaroslav Halak gets his first Rangers victory tonight. Because let's remember that it's after Thanksgiving. This guy has. You know, I think what is he? Oh, five and three or something like that. So this is his ninth start in a Ranger uniform and it's after Thanksgiving and he still has not won a game yet. 
So that's a that's a little scary. That's a little scary when it's this late and uh, we we still haven't got a win out of our backup yet. But um, you know, I I I think that there's a there's a couple of things that need to be addressed on this team. You know, I saw Sammy Blay was on the ice too for that goal. I don't know if he got an assist or whatever, but uh, he was on the ice for it at least. Uh, you know, Sammy Blay. I need to see more out of Sammy Blay. I was a big fan of what we saw out of him before his injury last year. But right now, Sammy Blay is not providing that that same type of spark that he did last year. And the Rangers need a lot more from him, especially if he's going to be on the third line, right? What do you think about that, Dan? Yeah, especially at the same time. I think Sammy Blay, because of all that time he missed last year, he's still a little bit getting uh, getting his footing. He's going, I think he's going through that final part of coming back for the injury, and that's it. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I think you're right about that. Um, you know, so the, the Rangers, um, look, they, they just have to figure out a way because it would be one thing to me if the Rangers were going out and just getting shellacked and playing bad hockey. and Because then you could just chalk that up to the fact that they're, that they're just playing crappy hockey. But the fact that they're going out there and they're grabbing two nothing leads and they're blowing and you know three nothing leads and blowing those games that is that is a recipe for a disaster and it it just worries me that uh that we're even seeing that i mean i, I don't know that when you see that in the dna of a team that, that that they're blowing these games because what that comes down to to me and and what it looks like as a fan watching these games is they get so tight. What I saw as soon as the Rangers allowed that first goal to the devils yesterday, which happened in the blink of an eye, I was watching the game. They were up to nothing. I walked out to grab a tissue and, and, and blow my nose. I walked back in and it's two one. I, I mean, it, it literally happened like that. It was, it, it was crazy. And as soon as I walked back in and I saw it, it's two one. They, they take the face off and they're playing. The Rangers looked like they were completely out of sorts. They looked like a completely different team than I had seen for the first, whatever it was, eight or nine minutes of that game. And um, they're going to have to figure out a way. I mean, we saw this team battle back all last year. They faced adversity. They faced elimination. And they stared all that down until game six of the conference finals. They have to find a way to get that grittiness back. And, um, you know... My my dream, even though it, it, it's not going to help entirely because one player isn't going to change everything, my dream scenario is that they get rid of Ryan Carpenter and bring back in Tyler Mott from Ottawa, uh, hopefully soon since they're seeing them. I don't know how willing Ottawa's going to be to let him go, and I don't know how he fits into the cap room. So I don't even know if that's a legitimate possibility, but that's one thing that I could think of to improve this team so I'm I don't know I'm I'm just trying to think outside the box and I just really hope that uh, Gerard Gallant figures out a way to to get this thing going again because Dan have you heard too Gerard Gallant is on the hot seat and it sounds crazy for a guy that had a as a fantastic year as him and the Rangers had last year his first year with the team but I hear people already saying that you know if this continues till like around you know. Christmas in the new year, Gallant might find himself out of a job. Now that stinks of Jim Dolan to me, which doesn't necessarily make it the right call. But what do you think? Do you, do you think if this continues, should the Rangers remove Gallant? Uh, I I really don't think so. I think they need to be a little patient. All right, Gal- Gallant seems to have a good hold of getting this team, uh, getting his team uh, out out of out of out of out of a funk. So I I think maybe they need to a little hold back a little bit on this one. I just hope Jim Dolan doesn't make that mistake. Yeah, I mean I totally agree with you, man. I think it would be a, a very big mistake to to get rid of uh, Gallant. Um, you know, but to be honest though, too, I, I I have to give Dolan credit because I thought it was a major mistake when he got rid of um, you know JD and uh, Jeff Gordon last year and you know, gave Chris Drury the reins as the, as the uh, GM. 
And that worked out fantastic last year. Everything, you know, everything Drury did seemed to be the right button. Now he just has to keep that going this year, which hasn't been the case so far, but it doesn't mean that it won't be the case by the end of the year. So, you know, let's just hope that uh, Jimmy Dolan doesn't get that itchy trigger uh, trigger finger. And uh, hopefully our New York Rangers are able to turn things around. And um, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be in. What's that, Dan? I don't want to be in for one of those seasons that just feels like, oh, what the heck am I watching here? Exactly. I mean, and we had a couple of them over the last few years uh, during this rebuild. And, you know. Yeah, it didn't feel we It felt weird because. It's like we had gone through just a huge stretch of like so many years in a row of making a playoffs, and then this is like didn't feel like yeah. it just a <laughs> tanking for three years. Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. So uh, you know, let's uh, you know they they have to to get themselves back rolling again right now as the uh uh the Ottawa Senators just cut the Rangers lead in half and uh scored to make it 2 to 1 right now so let's see how the team reacts now that this is the big question we're we're going to move on from hockey in a minute but this is the big question now 6 6 and a half minutes left in this second period and it's 2 to 1 now let's see if this Rangers team can respond the way that we know they can because this team is better than what they've showed uh for these these last few games where they've blown these leads so um they they have to stand up and uh you know put their foot down on this crappy senators team because the rangers are better than the senators team even with halak in goal and um you know i'm i'm not knocking halak for that goal too because i i didn't see what led up to it so I'm not sure if it's on Halak or it's on the defense or whatever, but hey, you're going to allow a goal after once in a while. It's how you respond to allowing that goal that matters. And, uh, you know, the Rangers haven't responded well lately, and let's hope that changes tonight. <laughs> but, uh, you know, real quick, too, let's, uh, you know, be, before we get out of here, I I, I do want to touch on uh, some free agency talk as, um, you know, we got the uh, – there's a, there's a lot of speculation going on right now. Um, you know, the, the Mets supposedly met on Zoom with Carlos Radon yesterday. Um, you know, how would you feel about that, Dan? Do you like the uh, the possibility of bringing in Radon? I, I know a lot of people are worried about his injury history. I think Rondon is more of a secondary thing, complementary to DeGrom, it seems like. And I feel they're really, if they really, because I, I feel right now they're just having their uh, little backup plans. Potentially Rondon could be their, could be their, uh, might be their number three starter, potentially, if we if we sign DeGrom. That's what, I, that's what it looks like with him. I would love that. I would absolutely love, if they signed Rondon, because that's what worries me too, is that I see a lot of Met fans hedging their bet and saying, Oh, you know, uh, Radon's a good backup plan to losing the Grom. And, um, you know, he, he'd be great behind Scherzer. And I'm thinking like, you No, I want the Grom and Radon, you know, going after Radon, even though he's going to still cost a lot of money and not, you know, bringing Jake back to seems very will punish to me. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going. They're going after. They're going after the big fish, and that's going at Jacob Degrom. No way Degrom is choosing Tampa over us. All right, I don't yeah. think he really wants to win with in, in Tampa over us. All right, <laughs> we'll go. It was a team that has maybe one okay year that sort of gets it, and then they just tank the next year. I feel this team, the the Mets. I mean, Steve Cohen's resources. He's committing to doing what. To, to winning. Yeah. Even though they may not be like wanting to risk trading away prospects too much, but I feel they're willing to make those big moves in free agency. The Grom's going to have a good team behind them, hopefully. And <laughs> please, the Grom, come back, the Grom. 
Come back, Jacob. Yeah, we need Jake back, man. I mean, you uh, you know, you you pair him up with uh with Max Scherzer again. You got and for a full season, you got that dynamic duo going again. So, just really gotta hope that the Mets uh, well, because just like you said, we know the Mets are gonna be in in it for Degrom with with Steve Cohen. the The thing that's gonna matter is we just hope that Degrom wants to come back because if he wants to come back, he'll be back. And uh, that that's a good thing. Back and come on, Jake. No one shows up to games in Tampa, all right? <laughs> They're other cities. Well, I don't think he's going to Tampa. I mean, Tampa does not have the money to pay him, and uh, Florida doesn't have the money to pay him either, or you know, Miami, whatever they call themselves now. But the Texas teams are going to be the big challenge. And even that, even they don't seem like they're more gearing, try gearing toward Rendon or Verlander. So true, true. So it, but we could see Degrom; it could be right there. We could get Degrom without having a bit get outbid ourselves. Yeah, and, and you know one thing that did help the Mets uh, in one aspect of that too, the Astros signing Jose Abreu, uh, the the Chicago White Sox former first baseman, signs with Houston. For three years, sixty million, twenty million a year. Now that that's good for the Mets because I think if you add one more twenty million dollar salary to that, they only paid Verlander twenty five million last year only. <laughs> but you know, if you're looking at the in comparison to these other guys, Verlander got paid twenty five million. So even if he walks, you pretty much replace that entire salary with uh, you know Jose Abreu by himself. So depending, I don't know how crazy the Astros are going to want to be going with the, you know, with their salary, especially the fact that they're the defending world champions and still have a very good roster. So I don't know how crazy they're going to be going to go out and throw 45 to $50 million a year at Jacob deGrom. Um, and I think the same thing for the Texas Rangers. I think if the Texas Rangers did that. That would be a terrible mistake for them. And a terrible mistake for Jacob DeGrom himself. I've been saying it all along. The only team that it makes sense to pay him that kind of money is the Mets, right? Exactly. And just hoping, please, he chooses us. I'm, I'm hoping, it, and it'd be even something if he announces that he's coming back during Saturday when, when I'm at the Queens Baseball Convention. Yeah, oh, that would be amazing. And... and, okay. and he, applause from every Mets fan. Yeah, there. yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. And and you know too, the uh the other thing too that that could be happening over these next couple of days is uh possibly this Aaron Judge saga being resolved as uh the the Yankees right now have they've had big talks with with Judge and supposedly have placed the highest um, not offer because right now Mike Trout still has the highest value contract ever handed out to a major league player. I believe it was something along the lines of 11 years and 420 million. Maybe it was, it was 12 years, whatever it ended up being. It was over 400 million and it was for double digit years. Um, that, that amounts to, I think his salary is somewhere around 35 million a year. Um, now, Aaron Judge supposedly has been given an offer from the Yankees. They haven't spe specified exactly what um, amount it, it would be, but they said the AAV, the average annual value, would be the highest for a position player all time. Meaning that right now that is at Mike Trout at thirty-five or whatever you know whatever it ends up being. Right now that is uh, so that puts somewhere. Judge in the range of 37 38 million a year. Um, what do you think, Dan? What do you think that contract looks like? Um, I'm thinking somewhere along the, the lines of you know, eight years, 360 to 370 million. What do you think? Uh, the uh, the Yankees offered him a lot of people are saying it could be a 10 year deal. I think that's where it is. Anywhere between eight, ten years might be eight. I'm thinking more lightly, but it could be realistic. Realistically, I think he'll be easily persuaded enough to to go to re-sign with the Yankees. I feel like. 
yeah, it, it seems to me like that's where this is heading right now, where Judge is coming back. Um, you know, he's letting just like the Grom is, they're letting these other teams wine and dine them and see what they want to offer them and you know, see what uh what other opportunities await. But uh I, I think for both of the guys, DeGrom and Judge, it's gonna just end up being that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Let's put it that way. And I think that's what they're gonna end up seeing. Yeah, exactly. But I, it's what I feel like they're gonna be seeing. So it it looks like it's gonna be going into our favor. And we could and it'll be I feel could be even after the holidays that I'm going to be still up uh, possibly hopefully by, by January. I I don't have to constantly click a, the refresh button. Yeah, that's true too. Because next week when we're doing our show, it's going to be right at the right, right, right in the middle of the GM meetings um, for this, for this year. They start on December 4th which uh, I'm not sure where it is this year. Usually it's in a place like Miami or Las Vegas or something like that where all the um, GMs from Major League Baseball meet there at some you know lavish hotel and uh, they hang out there for a week, talk to everybody, they talk to agents, they talk to players, they talk to each other, they talk to owners and see what they can get done. Sometimes you get some trades done, you get some free agent signings. So um, I'm excited for... This week, and I think that this week, this uh, this week of uh, the the uh, winter meetings is going to be a big week. I think we're really going to start to see the market develop, and uh, these these big fish that we know, like like our boy Degrom, like the Yankees, uh, Aaron Judge. I think we're going to start to see those names come off the board. Yep, exactly. I feel this is where. This is usually the point of the offseason where things really start to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And, uh, yeah, you know, with, with that, uh, I think it's just about time to get out of here right now. We're running out of time. And, uh, Dan, um, before before we get out of here, you have any plugs for yourself? Sure. My, twi- my Twitter account, Bobo103NYC. Also Instagram, Bobo718DK. And also Daniel Curlin on YouTube for all your uh, all your little little comedy content that I Absolutely. post on. Absolutely, go out of your way to check out uh, Dan's stuff on there. Subscribe and like and follow him. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can check me out on Twitter at my last name Kramer and Y. You can also check out the show on uh, Twitter at bsith underscore podcast, and, and uh, also get the like, get the like, and subscribe our show. Here on YouTube, our, our official YouTube page, where we, where you, where you're watching this show right now, click that like and subscribe. Help us grow. It'd be a nice little Christmas present to have us maybe grow, maybe at a point, uh, maybe some uh, some you know some uh, little sponsors maybe uh, come start coming our way. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get those uh, views up there and everything on our channel where we can finally monetize it. But uh, we're we're still a little bit away from that right now. But we're working our way up right now. So I, I, I think our numbers are pretty good, and uh, we're only going up, right, Dan? Yep, exactly. And the more of you that like and subscribe us, the 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 better that chance is that it gets for for us. Exactly. So please, thank you very much, uh, Dan, for that as well. Go out of your way, everybody watching, to like and subscribe our stuff. We appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, and, and also on Instagram too at best seat in the house podcast. Um, so yeah, you know, thank everybody for tuning into our stuff. And once again, we, uh, we, we want to give a shout out to, uh, um, Pat Philbin, who is, uh, Pat from Munaki, uh, the Opie and Anthony legend. Um, so we, we want to give a shout out to him right Dan, before we get out of here. We want to give a shout out to him. It's a very tragic loss. We've, we've lost a good one. And, I just want to say his memory, his memory will always live on forever, in the hearts of all of us that grew to that that were fan, that were fans of all these shows over the years. Absolutely, and if you want to see some of Pat's funniest work, we're we're gonna have his uh, the baby bird link in the description. So feel free to check that out. And uh, anything else before we get out of here, Dan? That that's all we got for this week. 
All right. And uh, yeah, so before we get out of here, this is uh, Rob Kramer and Daniel Bobo Curlin of Best Seat in the House podcast. We'll catch you next week, ladies and gentlemen.